And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk. Sports Talk, worth a million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. I've seen the headline everywhere that the New England Patriots dynasty is over. And look, this is what we do in the media and as a society in general in America. We overreact to everything. Now, do I think there's some truth to this? Yes. But do I think it's an absolute? Not necessarily. And what do I mean by this? I think that we as people like to get, especially as sports fans, we like to get absolutes. Who's the greatest player of all time? Absolutely. Who's the best dynasty ever? We love absolutes, even though there's really no such thing. Although for the last 20 years, the only absolute is that the New England Patriots were the most well-run organization in the National Football League. Now, do I think that their dynasty is over in the sense of what they've recently done, make it to the consecutive Super Bowls, being the perennial Super Bowl favorite out of the AFC? I think that is over. But do I think that their dynasty is over even if Tom Brady leaves, even if Tom, if Bill Belichick may leave? I doubt he does if he stays, especially. No, because they have a great owner. They have a great head coach. And even if they do move off of Tom Brady, they have a great system. I still think they're going to be competitive. I still think they will be able to survive. And I still think they'll be able to be a playoff team. But will they be the dominant force in the AFC? No. There's so much to dissect in this whole situation with Tom Brady, with Bill Belichick, and with Robert Kraft. But I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start with Tom Brady. And of course, everyone is saying, well, he's gone. He's definitely leaving New England. I don't know what will happen. I really don't because he's a free agent. And Peter King did a great job. He interviewed Robert Kraft in his Football in America And Robert Kraft said, look, I'm giving him an option. He has the opportunity to come back here, but if he wants to go somewhere else, that's his option. Brady has also come out and said he's not going to give the hometown discount anymore. So there's a lot of interesting factors that are piling into this, but we have to also appreciate how long this lasted. I mean, you look at the great dynasties. Outside of really maybe the Spurs dynasties don't last for more than a couple years. They maybe last five years, but do they last 10, 15, 20 years? No. Alabama's dynasty, even though it was great for a decade, is showing signs of erosion. The Golden State Warriors were a dynasty for five years. This was a dynasty for 20 seasons. That's not normal. The Patriots got a lot of great breaks in this. They were able to find a great Hall of Fame quarterback in the sixth round. They were able to get arguably the greatest coach ever. They were also able to get a quarterback and a coach that worked well together and a quarterback that was willing to not be the highest paid quarterback in the league, even though he rightfully deserved to be for most of his career. But the erosion of the dynasty really began a couple of years ago when the Patriots, and we all know what happened, when the Patriots traded Jimmy Garoppolo. Because I will say this about Bill Belichick. Why he is the greatest coach in NFL history has been his ability to be ahead of the curve. When we look at the Patriots, one of the most common things I would always say is, man, They're really thinking outside the box. They're ahead of the curve. 
with how they do their personnel, how they draft, how they build a team. They were the first team to really spread out offense in the NFL, and now teams caught on. They were the first team to really utilize tight ends, multiple tight ends, pass-catching tight ends, and showed the effectiveness. Now we see everyone looking for a good pass-catching tight end. Now we're seeing the evolution of bringing back the power run game, dominating offensive line play. And Bill Belichick has always been ahead of the curve. And I think he was getting ahead of the curve again, but he was stopped by Robert Kraft. Because if you remember two years ago, he wanted to move off of Tom Brady and move to Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, many people, and myself included, initially thought that this was because Brady was just getting older and Belichick wanted to get a younger quarterback. And, I mean, in the long play, it made sense. Garoppolo could be the next quarterback for the next decade. We weren't really sure how great Brady was going to be. And even though Brady brought another Super Bowl to New England, I also think deep down... Both Belichick and Brady, but probably Belichick a little bit more, wants to prove he can win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. And if you were to ask both of them, I think they kind of both want to win a Super Bowl without the other. Because even though I don't agree with this, people are going to say they're the greatest quarterback or the greatest coach ever. Dot, dot, dot. But they couldn't do without each other. But if you look at all the great coaches and great quarterbacks in NFL history, they couldn't do it without the other. I mean, Bill Walsh needed Joe Montana. Jimmy Johnson needed Troy Aikman. Chuck Knoll needed Teddy Bradshaw. You see it throughout history that usually for a great Hall of Fame quarterback to have sustained success, he needs a Hall of Fame coach and vice versa. But I think that Belichick... The reason he really wanted to move off of Brady was because he saw the league was changing. Because what has happened over the last couple of seasons that has probably impacted New England more than any other team? It's been the collective bargaining agreement. Now, I know what you're saying. How's that affecting the Patriots? Well, the Patriots, for the longest time, would stockpile draft picks. They would get rookie after rookie after rookie in second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round. That was their bread and butter. They'd get a guy, and then they'd develop him for a year or two and make him into a very good player. But haven't you noticed what New England did the last couple of years with the draft? They were a little uncharacteristic. They were trading draft picks for veteran players. They were trading away draft picks. They weren't stockpiling draft picks. A little little funny how they did that, right? The offensive line, they have arguably the best offensive line coach in the NFL. And they've always seemingly had a top five offensive line. But over the last few years, and especially this year, their offensive line wasn't as great. Why is that? It's because of the CBA. What the CBA did was impact the amount of time players could practice. And the amount of time coaches could train them. It's crucial. Some skill positions, it's easier to draft a receiver and a running back and plug and play them. But for an offensive line, and this is why offensive line play, in my belief, is well down around the league because they can't develop guys. And especially making the transition from college to the pros is even harder than it used to be because a lot of these offensive linemen have never even been in a three-point stance. They're all in the spread offense in a two-point stance every single play. 
And now you're telling these guys who need more reps in practice, but because of the CBA, they get less reps in practice. You can see where I'm going with this, can't you? So Bill Belichick two years ago probably realized, man, I can't train guys like I used to. I can't develop guys like I used to because I don't have the time. I need to go get veteran players who have been in this league, who I don't have to go out and train, but also will benefit because they're not practicing as much. So if you watch what the Patriots have done, they've been going after veteran players more the last couple of years. They've been looking to recruit veteran players because Bill Belichick understands he doesn't have time to train guys like he used to. But this gets back to my bigger point with Jimmy Garoppolo. Tom Brady is an incredible quarterback, but he has never been a mobile quarterback. He has never been a great athlete. Great quarterback, but not a great athlete. And I believe Bill Belichick saw the direction the league was going and said, look, I need to adapt before the league adapts. Because you saw it this year, quarterbacks that were successful or that were able to continue to move forward, they're mobile. Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, they look like Model T's now. They don't look like they belong in the NFL because they can't move in the pocket. They can't buy time. Quarterback play, you don't need to be a great runner to be a quarterback, but you need to be able to extend plays in the pocket, roll outside, make plays happen, and get away from pass rushers because you cannot just sit in the pocket and throw anymore. The league has dramatically changed, and I believe that Belichick saw this coming and knew Brady wouldn't be a good fit. But Robert Kraft stepped in and kept Tom Brady there. And look, it worked. They won a Super Bowl. But now, you saw in that playoff game, and you saw it in New Orleans to an extent with Drew Brees, these older quarterbacks that don't move well, they're struggling. And this offense this year, after week eight, they were scoring 16 points a game. This offense does not look the same. And I'll get to Brady and Kraft in a little bit, but I think Belichick now is in a position where he can move off of Brady if he wants to. But I also think there is resentment toward Robert Kraft because one thing to keep an eye on is Jimmy Garoppolo. Because if Jimmy Garoppolo gets to the Super Bowl, he doesn't even have to win, but if he gets to the Super Bowl, you don't think Bill Belichick can go to Robert Kraft if Robert Kraft ever again wants to dismiss Bill Belichick. He can't go and say, well, look at Jimmy Garoppolo. He's getting San Francisco to a Super Bowl. That could have been our guy. That could have been our guy for the next 10 to 15 years. And we let him go because of Tom. Because Belichick is a great coach because he's not only thinking about the short picture, he's thinking about the long term. He's not all in on this season. He's all in on the next five years. And that was the first time where Kraft meddled. And look, for the short term, it worked. Like I said, the Patriots won a Super Bowl. But for the long term of this franchise, you look at San Francisco with Garoppolo. And look, is Garoppolo a top 10 quarterback? I'd say he's just outside, but he maybe can crack it eventually. But you look at San Francisco with that young talent, that young offensive head coach with Shanahan, you look at that and you're going, man, they're going to be good for a long time. They're going to be good for a long time. When you look at the Patriots, you're going, they have so many questions. And I get where Tom Brady's coming from, where he has been taking discounts his entire career. 
And I think he's fed up. Because what happened to him, we talked about how Robert Kraft dinged Bill Belichick with Garoppolo. But the Patriots and Kraft kind of dinged Tom Brady earlier this year with Antonio Brown. And I get it. Antonio Brown, and he was tweeting after the game basically about how he only wanted to play with Tom Brady and how basically was trolling the Patriots, how they didn't bring him back. But Tom Brady went to the Patriots when they were going to release him, and he wanted them to keep him. But they let go of AB. And I don't blame the Patriots. I mean, you look at that whole Antonio Brown situation. That thing was nuts. I mean, we can go into that, but I'd be talking for the next half hour. So for Brady, he feels dinged because he's saying, I'm taking pay cut after pay cut after pay cut. I'm in a position where I could easily be making $30 million or more a year. I could have been the highest paid player in the league countless times. But he never was. And now he's looking and saying, you can't get me a great running back, you can't get me a great tight end, you can't get me a dynamic receiver that can separate, which what that's what Antonio Brown was. You you look at Tom Brady, he's looking around saying at this roster going, I don't have guys that can separate, I don't have a great tight end, my offensive line isn't as good as it used to be, and I don't have a great running game. I have a good running game, but not a great running game. I could see him picking and choosing a team. I know the Chargers are a popular one based on their offensive line and based off of their receivers that he thinks he can see with. And I also said earlier, I think he kind of wants to prove he can win without Bill and win without Robert Kraft. I don't think he's done playing, but I'm not sure what's going to happen to New England. I mean, he could just go back and this, we'll just see what happens and go from there. But it is fascinating to see how this dynasty could potentially be coming an end because you you saw the seeds of this plan a couple years ago where, once again, long-term Belichick was thinking about Garoppolo and saying, look, Tom's probably going to be great for the next two years, but do we want to be great as an organization for the next decade? And Robert Kraft chose Brady, and I get it. Brady has made the Patriots one of the most valuable franchises in sports. I get it. You look at where the Patriots were before Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I mean, people tend to forget this, but they were a laughing stock in the NFL. They were one of the lowest rated franchises in terms of money in the league. They played forever in Foxborough Stadium, which was widely regarded as the worst stadium in the NFL. There were multiple attempts to try to move this team out of New England. There was a chance in the late 90s they were going to move to Hartford, Connecticut. But then the league stepped in because they didn't want to leave the Boston market, and they finally built Gillette Stadium. But Kraft understands how valuable Brady has made this franchise. And I know it's hard because there's an emotional attachment there. But Bill Belichick wasn't emotionally attached to Tom Brady because he's a head coach and he understands players. So it's interesting to see these three key figures in not only the Patriots history, but in the history of the National Football League and the sports landscape in America, how they were able to coexist for 20 years and the success that they've had. But now we're getting to the end of it, likely. Even if all three are back next year, I mean, Kraft's not going anywhere, but if Belichick's back, if Brady's back next year, 
Patriots can still be a good team. They'll still probably win the division, but do I think they're going to be a Super Bowl favorite? No. And that thing that will hurt the Patriots more is if they see Garoppolo continue to have success in this postseason and get to the Super Bowl. Even if Garoppolo doesn't have a great postseason, but he gets the 49ers to the Super Bowl or even to the conference championship, I mean, Bill Belichick, like I said, he can go to Robert Kraft if there's ever a decision again and say, well, I was Ryan Garoppolo. I listened to you on that one, and look where it got us. So there's so many moving pieces. If you want to trace the start of the decline of this dynasty, I think you can do it with the trade of Garoppolo. Do I think it's completely going to fall off the cliff? Absolutely not. I think there's too many great people. They have a great owner. They have a great head coach. And even if Brady doesn't come back, they have a great system, a great scouting department. They'll be okay. They're not going to completely fall off the cliff. But things change. Brady is getting older. The league is changing around them. I mean, we forget the NFL, it's not like other leagues. This league changes quickly. Three years ago, you could be a great pocket passer in this league. Now, if you can't move in the pocket, you inhibit what your team can do on offense. But once again, I'll finish with this. Even if you don't like the Patriots, you have to respect what they did for 20 years. Because dynasties don't last. Look at the great dynasties around us. The most they last is usually a decade. This team not only had one dynasty, you can make the case they had two. In the early 2000s and then the late 2000s again. They had that period in the middle where they didn't win Super Bowls, but they were still a great team. They still made an occasional Super Bowl appearance. But the sustained success that this team has had for 20 years, if you think about it, that's 20% of the league's history that the Patriots have been a dynasty for. I mean, when we look at the other great dynasties, did they even make it through a decade? And the Patriots have done for 20 years. So even if this is truly the end of the dynasty, I do think the Patriots will still be a good organization and a good team moving forward. But the fact that they have done this for two decades, this is something you will never see again in your life. You're never going to see this again. So even if you don't like the Patriots, when you look back on this in 20, 30 years, and you're telling your kids, about great football memories, even if you despise the Patriots, you can tell your kids, I was fortunate enough to see arguably the greatest dynasty in sports with arguably the greatest quarterback and the greatest head coach. We tend to appreciate things more down the road for nostalgia anyways, but you have to appreciate what the Patriots have done. And if this is truly the last chapter in the great story of the Patriot dynasty, it's been a story for the ages. And that's going to do for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Make sure you can like, subscribe, wherever podcasts are available, such as on iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Wherever you can listen to a podcast, we are available. Make sure to check us out on social media using the handle Rich Sports Talk. And, of course, any questions or topics you'd like to get on the show, please email us richsportstalk at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.